Welcome back to the Balanced Ballerinas podcast. I am your host, Georgia. I am a ballet teacher, a studio owner, a podcaster. I really love writing. So can I add writer to that list too? (laughs) If you don't um, receive my newsletters every Friday, the Balanced Ballerinas newsletters are where I answer a question from someone in our community, whether it's a DM from a Balanced Ballerina Worldwide or someone at my own studio an adult, a child, a parent of a ballerina, um, I answer their question in the newsletter because as we all know, if someone has a question, usually at least 10 other people have the same question and it's nice to share the information around in case you're too afraid to ask. So if you ever do have a question, feel free to shoot me a DM. In fact, even if right now you're like, oh, I'm dying to ask this, pause me or you know, keep listening and jump on my personal Instagram at The Balance Ballerina. And I would love you to send me your question because sometimes every Friday I go, oh, I don't have a question to ask. And then I um, will come across one of my parents asking a question. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. And I'll pop that in the newsletter. So um, if you feel like asking me a question, go for it because I, I usually need one for the newsletter. So don't feel like you're bothering me at all. Now, today, before we jump into the topic that I'm going to share, which is actually pulled from a newsletter a few weeks ago, um, I wanted to just have a chat and check in and I wanted to share some thoughts on something that I've been thinking a lot about this past week. It's concert time for many studio owners around the world, myself included. We actually have our concert on Sunday, which is crazy. Um, This week has just flown by, but I think it's a real testament to how, you know, the business of ballet and just business in general gets easier with every year of practice. I mean, it's, you know, it's that 10,000 hour rule. You know, you begin mastering things after a while and this is our ninth annual end of year concert and typically in the past I would have never been sitting down to record a podcast episode (laughs) in concert week. I would have had too much on and I think your processes and, you know, I mean, COVID definitely threw everyone a little bit, especially last year and for those this year navigating that also, my heart goes out to you, but Besides that, putting that aside, it does get easier every year and I find that the fact I'm sitting down having a chat and recording a podcast episode to go out the week of concert week is a big step forward for me. It means that I'm pretty organized and I'm feeling really good and everything's, you know, all my ducks are in order and it feels good. I'm quite relaxed. Um, So yeah, it's concert week. I'm here recording an episode and I have something that always comes up in my brain during concert week that I thought I'd share with you in case as a studio owner or a parent of a dancer or especially a young dancer that's part of a studio, you know, how how important legacy is. So I always think about legacy during this time of year. Usually when I'm writing my speech that I prepare every year at my end of year concert, I think if you are a studio owner, it's really important to address your community when you have them as a captive audience in the theater. I think that's really important. And I always spend quite a bit of time sitting down and reflecting on the year and reflecting on what I want to talk about And usually a common thread is this idea of legacy. 
Legacy to me is a real driving force. And I guess if we sort of Google definitions and stuff, legacy, you know, can come up about, um, you know, the legacy of passing money along and, you know, um, property and all that kind of thing. But the legacy I'm talking about is, you know, as morbid as this sounds, that when a person dies, the mark of the individual left on the world represents that individual's legacy. And I guess it's about the richness of the individual's life, you know, including what that person accomplished and more importantly, the impact that, you know, he or she had on people and places around them. Ultimately, the definition is it's the story of a person's life reflects the individual's legacy. Now, I had something happen in my circle, in my community. There's a school that my studio is quite connected to. We have lots of students that go to that particular school. And in fact, as a young one, I went to that school for a number of years and they're down the road. And recently this year, recently as yesterday, a teacher who taught there well before I even went to that school and continued until I think this week he finishes, So I think he had a teaching career at the school of, correct me if I'm wrong, like 35 to 36 years or something crazy like that. And he made such a huge impact on that school. He was the sport director, but he also threw himself into any job that, you know, was for the betterment of the school. I heard stories yesterday about him, you know, learning the art of debating because there was no one at the school to take care of the debating teams. And he thought, oh, well, that's really important, you know, and I'm going to learn how to do that so I can pass those skills onto the students. And so, you know, he did that. And I really found the fact that they celebrated him in this huge way, like massive, I'm talking massive. So I went to the theater yesterday. We actually hold our concert at this particular school. And I went to the theatre and to hand in our music and our backdrops and load everything into the system and check them all out. This is what we usually do halfway through the week before concert weekend. And the theatre staff was showing me a video from the event that was celebrating this particular teacher. And the video was of the event and him walking down this big aisle of students and there were, you know, he thought he was going to a small assembly, but they'd actually organized. There was like 2000 people there or something. And all these people, past students, past parents that were really influential and um, of importance to him in attendance, past principals. It was really amazing. And I mean, I was at the school for a short period of time before I went off to, you know, full-time ballet school. But I remember how he made me feel. I remember how much I loved this particular teacher and watching this video of everyone celebrating him and his achievement of working at this school for such a long period of time was just so beautiful and heartwarming. Like even talking about it now, like I, I, you know, barely know this man and I sort of like, I don't know, gosh, in my old age, I get very teary, but just thinking about it, I was watching this video as I'm, you know, loading all our concert music and slides in and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, like I feel like crying. This is just beautiful. Like it is just such a fantastic example of the impact that you can make in your small part of the world. And, you know, my partner, he went to this same school. Well, actually now my fiance, I can say, for those that don't follow me on Instagram, yeah, a couple of weeks ago I got engaged and it was, okay, little side segue. It was quite funny. I had one of the Balanced Ballerines community members send me a message um, last week and they said, hey, you've been, um, you know, releasing podcast episodes and you've forgotten to tell everybody that you got engaged. That's really big news. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. So anyway, sideways, I got engaged to my partner. Um, very exciting. We'll be getting married next year, which is very cool. Anyway, enough about that. I like to keep things about dance around here. But anyway, this is um, important to the story because my partner, he also went to the school and he had a huge role um, with this particular teacher and he was present there. And we got talking over dinner about how it's just so rare these days. Like it's really rare to um, see people in a job for a really long period of time or see people you know, stick it out in a place and ride the waves of the ups and downs. You know, we're so quick to, if something doesn't feel very good or something goes wrong, to just jump ship. And life doesn't really work like that. I mean, if I'm honest, like I could have jumped ship from this studio so many times because, you know, we highlight the highs, but there's definitely been some lows, especially anyone in small business would understand that and I do find sometimes with schools like if something's not working it's like oh we quickly move to a different school whether that's you know your educational school or whether that's your dance school there's there's no room for error I find or there's no room for um, just being part of something and sticking it through to the end so that you can one day be celebrated like this particular teacher. My fiance and I were talking about the school uh, that I'm talking about today with you and how we would love to send our child there one day because he went there, I went there. It's, It's a legacy. You're building a community. You're building a part of your life where you can make a difference and I think people forget that you can't make a difference and you can't you know make a better world if you don't see um, things to fruition so I think you're either going to completely understand what I'm saying or you're going to be like I George I have no idea what you're talking about I want you to imagine if everyone was focused on improving their small part of the world focusing on their contribution to their community. Could you imagine, like the results would be amazing. I was talking, and I guess if I put this back into a dance studio context, I was talking to my oldest students. So like our 15, 16 year olds. And that's usually the age where sadly some just quit. You know, they go cold turkey. They go from doing five, six classes a week to nothing because they decide that they, you know, they might be a bit burnt out. You know, they're at year in year 11, 12, 
even year 10 is hectic these days. And instead of maybe just going, I'm going to drop back to two ballet classes a week or maybe just do one jazz and one ballet, they just go cold turkey. And I had a student this year do that. And then a term later, she came back. And kudos to her because honestly, it is so hard to leave somewhere and then actually come back like sort of a little bit with your tail between your legs. And she just said to me, Miss Georgia, you were so right. I didn't have to give it up all, you know, cold turkey. I just had to drop it back a little bit and, you know, work out what I wanted and what a good balance was. And she missed being part of a community where she was celebrated for doing what she loves most. And so anyway, I was talking to this particular age group and I was talking to them about the fact that as a lot of them will be grade 12s next year, I want to celebrate them on stage next year. I want to give them a big bunch of flowers. I want to celebrate them you know, it's a privilege to celebrate them in front of our entire dance community at concert time and, you know, have them leave with the the wellest of wishes and just be like, I am so proud of you. Now, do you want to leave a dance school being like, oh, like, yeah, this is all too much, bye. <laughs> or do you want to leave a dance school with a big hurrah? Like, I just find that a lot of students who jump from studio to studio and see this is why I think I also think about this during this time of year is because I start receiving emails from studio um, from students sorry and their parents about moving to our studio next year and they'll give me like a history of oh we were at this studio and then this studio and then this studio and and yeah they're just they don't not the right fit we think you're the right fit and uh, can you send me all your information for 2022. And I look at these emails and I go, you are not going to suit our studio. You will not fit our vibe because what I am trying to do at our studio is, you know, I am focused on improving our small part of the world and I'm focused on, you know, building a community that students and parents are really proud to be part of. And part of that too is also my adult students and building a community that they feel really loved, very welcomed, and not just an adult in a child's environment. You know, I love the fact that any of my students that finish grade 12 are welcome to come back and continue doing ballet. I mean, once upon a time, you used to finish at a studio And that was it. You're done. You never go back to that studio again. You might go back to visit, but you certainly don't go back to dance. And what I'm trying to build is a place where the students finish year 12 and then they come back. They come back to do ballet classes and they come back to continue moving their bodies and, you know, doing all that good stuff that we talk about constantly on this podcast about, you know, moving meditation because you know, going back to my conversation with my senior students, I said to them, you know, I don't care if you wake up one day and you don't want to dance, you know, you've fallen out of love with it. I just want you to be happy. But what I'm afraid of is you giving up dance because you want to just focus on grade 12. We all know that if a student gives up dance, 
what they're going or whatever they're doing, swimming, tennis or whatever, to focus on year 12, A, you're going to miss out on that beautiful farewell at the end of grade 12 from a community you've chosen to be part of, you know, a dance community. You're also going to miss out on the chance to unwind during the week and actually end up being more productive. We all know that if you give up dance or tennis or swimming or whatever to focus on grade 12, you will actually be just procrastinating. You'll have more time to procrastinate. Let's face it. Let's be real. I am, I am the same. Like the busier I am, the more I get done. During holidays, I usually have a list of things I want to do and I don't get them done because I'm not busy. I don't have my weeks, you know, carved out, you know, the way that they should be and nothing gets done. And I think it's the same with our, you know, young students entering grade 10, 11 and 12. They need that pause during the week, whether it's an hour long ballet class or two, three, four, whatever they can handle. Even an hour coming into a studio, into an environment where you're so loved and seen and appreciated and doing an hour-long ballet class, sweating, seeing your friends, catching up with your teacher and then going back to doing whatever study you need to do is so much more beneficial for your brain and your body and, you know, it's all just so connected. Anyway, so I was having this conversation, you'll laugh at this, I'm having this conversation with my seniors, you know, I'm telling them of all the benefits of, of, you know, sticking to their dancing and also asking them saying, look, guys, I'm open, let me know if you've fallen out of love with dance and you're thinking of quitting, like, I want to have that conversation with you, I want to hear about what you might be interested in, like what you, you know, think you might replace it with, like, I love being open and having those conversations with you all. And they turned around and they went... Miss Georgia, um, are you trying to like convince us to drop our classes back? And I was like, no, not at all. I'm just saying that like it's better to drop back a couple of classes if you're feeling overwhelmed than give it up completely. And they were like, oh, okay. Well, no, like we're probably going to do the same classes next year. Like we're we're not going anywhere. (laughs) And I laughed so hard because I was like, here I am trying to be so open and honest with them and have a chat about, you know, the importance of legacy and how the little little kids look up to them and how I want to celebrate them and, you know, farewell them on stage in front of, you know, hundreds of people. And they're like, yeah, cool. Like we were planning on it, (laughs) which was so funny. But I guess to the idea of legacy and that, you know, heartwarming feeling is not just to with the, you know, younger students, like my adult ballerinas, I mean, yesterday, and see, it's always this time of year. I guess that's why these this topic always comes up. I had um, yesterday my lovely Virginia, who a lot of you have heard me talk about. She um, runs and operates Demi Point Dancewear, which was a business um, built essentially, you know, within my business um, of her creating custom ballet skirts for adults and children of all shapes and sizes because she really saw a gap in the market. And anyway, she gives me a beautiful skirt every Christmas and it's just such a lovely tradition and it makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside and I open my skirt and it's the most beautiful black and white fabric and I said where did you find this she goes oh it was like the last bit left and and I just saw it and I thought of you and I was like oh like that's so beautiful and 
you know, these small gestures are just something that I cherish and they're part of a legacy that we are creating together in this environment, in this studio. And yeah, anyway, I sort of have gone on a bit of a tangent there, a bit longer than I thought I would. But within my corner of the world, you know, I had my fiance's Uh, connection to this particular teacher at this school that everyone was celebrating my own warm and fuzzy feelings about him and then this flow on of thoughts about legacy and building our community and our studio and how it's all connected it's so connected and it's so close and I just want everyone out there to realize how you can be such an important part of the world you know on a whole if you focus on your small part of the world and if you stay there and really chip away and dedicate the time and the effort to you know putting heels in and being part of something just be part of something it's just going to I promise enrich your life and I think make you a happier person I mean I've come to this conclusion over the past five years I used to think very much like big picture wanting to change the world and I realized that you change the world by focusing on your small part of the world so anyway that is my uh, little spiel for today (laughs) off the cuff Um, I hope it made sense I don't know I hope it did anyway Today's actual topic is why do I feel so wonderful after class? So before we get into this topic, for those unfamiliar with my newsletter, I always answer a balanced ballerina's question. And sometimes this comes to me via a DM or a community member at my studio, an adult, a child, a parent, etc. So as I said earlier, if you have a question, please don't hesitate to reach out via my personal Instagram at the balanced ballerina. Last Friday, I actually sent out the balanced ballerina's Christmas gift guide. Um, nothing in it is sponsored at all. There are so many amazing um, Australian, especially, and small businesses that are part of the Balanced Ballerinas community that I popped in there. The question that I was answering was one that I get all the time from parents at my studio. Georgia, what do I buy my little ballerina for Christmas? Um, what's a good gift that will either help her technique or, you know, what's something that she'll really enjoy? So, I popped this together and, you know, it's a great, it's full of good ideas for the ballerina in your life, but it's also, you know, for yourself too. So if you feel like buying yourself a Christmas gift, jump on balanceballerinas.com. The last blog post I've put up is the Christmas gift guide. So click on that if you didn't catch it in the newsletter last week and have a look, buy yourself something lovely. (laughs) Don't know why I sounded like I was from the UK then, but anyway. Um, So why do you feel so wonderful after class? This is a question that I answered a few weeks ago in the newsletter and I thought it was worth sharing. I titled it as, why do I feel so wonderful after class? says almost every adult ballet dancer at some point during their training with me. So I thought I would break it down. We've all experienced entering class in a terrible mood, not particularly sure whether we feel like even being there, you know, to not just leave 
feeling better, but feeling really damn wonderful. So why is this? Well, the answer is actually one of the reasons why my work is called Balanced Ballerinas. Your parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for rest and digest with a slower heartbeat, reduced oxygen intake and more relaxed muscles. Whereas your sympathetic nervous system is responsible for fight or flight with a faster heartbeat, increased oxygen intake and contraction of muscles. And the beautiful thing about, I guess, a ballet class is that you dip in and out of both your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems, creating balance. (laughs) So anyone who practices yoga has probably had their instructor explain the beauty of finding flow within the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems. And an excellent yoga class will actually begin calm. It'll begin simple, increasing the complexity and challenge, you know, as you arrive deeper into the hour. And as soon as the challenging posture has been attempted, which is your fight or flight mode, you'll be asked to return to a safe grounding posture to, I guess, um, recalibrate and focus on the breath, which is your rest and digest. An excellent ballet class will actually begin with a gentle warm-up filled with comforting repetition and increasing in complexity and challenge as you arrive deeper into the bar work. But as soon as that Grombatmon exercise is finished, which is your you know, fight or flight, and we head into the center, a soft port brings your focus back to your breath, which is your rest and digest. So... In my opinion, an excellent teacher of any movement is a master of balancing the delicate dance between your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems. Many people attest to the effectiveness of expressive therapies being art, music and dance. However, little research has been done to truly understand why they're so effective. I read a book recently and I have mentioned it on the pod before. It's called The Body Keeps Score, and they say trauma overwhelms listeners as well as speakers, which speaks volumes to the productiveness of movement therapy. I'll say that again. Trauma overwhelms listeners as well as speakers. And so this movement therapy you know, this idea of whether it's dance or yoga is so important. You know, we all know that exercise and movement releases chemicals called endorphins. And as Elle Woods from Legally Blonde says, endorphins make you happy. <laughs> I wasn't even going to try to do the uh, accent. That's the best you're going to get. But I think there is so much more to it. Whilst reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, which is another book I've recommended recently, brilliant, has changed my life. I pondered his thoughts about humans keeping situations, you know, stressful events and traumas alive in our minds for far longer than necessary. Toll calls this destructive mental movie making. And I believe a ballet class really forces us to be present, disrupting this mental behavior. So my short answer to the question, you feel so wonderful after class because Ballet forces you to bring your attention back to the pristine, present moment whilst encouraging the flow between each nervous system, giving your body permission to transform. So I think that's pretty powerful. 
And that is why I am a huge advocate, as you all know, about ballet and what it can do to improve our daily lives and optimize us as human beings. And that is my constant message that you're all probably, I hope, not sick of hearing. (laughs) Anyway, that is today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I have a much slower work schedule after this weekend's concert, so I am going to be preparing plenty of content over the summer for you to enjoy and deep dive into some topics that I've been really um, marinating in and focusing on but haven't had the time to really just sit down and write and get my thoughts down on paper. The topic today about legacy, as you would have been able to tell, was just totally off the cuff and something that I just needed to get out and I needed to share and if it didn't make sense to you that's cool but if it really resonated with you I'd love to hear from you send me a dm and as I head into concert weekend um I would love you to let me know whether you would like me to do an episode on life as a studio owner you know preparing a concert what do you want to know any questions um so A, let me know whether you agree with me about legacy. B, let me know whether you would like a episode on concert week or concert month, year. Gosh, it just goes on forever, really. Um, On my latest photo. So I am actually going to post right now a photo of me in my beautiful black and white skirt that Virginia from Demi Point Dancewear uh, gifted me this week. And so all I'll put is, if you know, you know, comment. And I would love to hear your answers to those two questions. The first one being whether you understand what I mean about legacy and whether you agree or B, whether you would like to hear or both, answer both if you want, um, an episode about concert week. Um, whether that would be interesting I don't know someone did ask me the other day and that's why I'm asking is that interesting or is that boring let me know on the comment section of the photo I'm about to post at the bounce ballerina on Instagram have a wonderful week ballerinas and I will see you in a fortnight as usual on a Thursday bye